Everybody, welcome to a uh, belated, very, very belated episode of Be Nostalgic. They don't know that. Oh, I guess they don't. Erase that. Welcome back <laughs> to Be Nostalgic. And we were right on time, like we always are. Yeah. And if you think that we're not, then... Psst. Wrong. Exactly. <laughs> Much like... The Sandlot, which we've seen, we can also manipulate timelines. Yes. And say what actually happened while, you know, it being wrong. Yeah, I mean... And exaggerating things. I mean, thankfully, we didn't get lost in the 60s. We would never have been heard from again. I know, if you were lost in the 60s, or if you get too into the 60s. Yes, that's what it was. Got into way into the 60s and was never heard from again. I mean, I thought maybe they sent him off to Vietnam or something. Probably. Or he died at Woodstock. Oh, that's sad. Or a drug overdose. From like a unicorn stabbing? Sure. Yeah. Those unicorns go really crazy at Woodstock. Yeah. Which is, They'll you know. Gouge you. Yeah. Which is why they need to be culled, which is why Voldemort was right <gasps> in the Sorcerer's Stone. What? That's wrong. <laughs> anyway, back to the Sandlot. Um, it's a coming-of-age story of a ragtag group of uh, random kids uh, with... Uh, I, I mean, they're mainly all white, except for one yeah. child of color. Um, I, I mean, it's something. I mean, it was 1962, so you have to go with the times, I suppose. Yeah. And it was a suburban area, so... And they were very um, sheltered. They were. They were. I was... think there was, like, a lot of Irish-Scottish... Um, English blend. Yeah. Uh, it's Italian. an American small town. Yes, an American small town where these kids formed a little baseball team. And they were all obsessed with baseball. And they made fun of you if you didn't know, like, names of people, like Babe Ruth. Mainly I thought it was Babe just, Ruth. What? <laughs> Mainly Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. The, uh, what do they call him? The Great Bambino, the Sultan of Swat, the. Something of crack or something. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I always thought of it as a candy bar. Yeah. But um, apparently, it's a big deal and a major plot point in this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you know, you go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Mm. The uh, little boys do many things that are uh, very naughty. Like yeah. eating chewing tobacco instead of spitting out, they yeah. just eat it, and then of course they threw up. There's so much throwing up and nastiness in this. It's just the one time. No, but the baseball 
Uh, well, the dog eats it. Yeah, there's all this slime and slobber on it. It's yeah. really gross. That's true. So I, I apparently am the only one who had notes today. Yeah. I got really emotional. I almost cried at the end of this movie. Oh, did you? Yeah, I would, probably would have cried. Yeah. It was really nice. Like, everyone kind of, except for that kid who just got lost. So sad. Squinty uh, got married to the... Lifeguard. Yeah, the lifeguard, Wendy. Wendy. And um, the twins, I think they were twins. Mm. They just uh, developed mini malls and, of course, uh, Starcourt Mall. Yeah. Was, if it wasn't for them, there would be no Starcourt, Starcourt Mall. Yeah. And no gate for Vecna. It would not be. No. See, it's, 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 we have to it's all connected. Up. It's all connected. Because they, of them. Is why we get to go to the mall today. Let's go to the mall. Today. I mean, uh, these kids were really ingenious because they built many things. I mean, despite, you know, doing tobacco and... Um, Sneaking into R-rated movies. Oh, wait, those were the actual actors who snuck into an R-rated movie. Basic Instinct. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sickos. And then, um, I guess, manipulating a, a teenage girl into kissing you. Yeah. Which is what Squinty did. Yeah. But then I guess she was into it because they got married later. Yeah. And they had did. nine kids. Yeah. It's a, a lot, lot of kids. kids. <laughs> what the heck? They have, like... Nine innings, nine kids. It's enough for a baseball team, maybe? Oh, I wonder if that's the joke. Oh, no. Because he was going to be the ninth kid, so the ninth man on the team. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. We just realized the joke that they put in. It was directed by David Mickey Evans, who also narrates. Mm -hmm. And he didn't even give himself the credit for being narrator. But I guess, you know, director trumps it. Yeah. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I finally found out where You're Killing Me Smalls comes from. Mm. This wonderful, wonderful uh, movie of kind of overcoming your fears. Yeah. It's a coming of age story. It's very standard. It's, um, I, th- I feel like it's the, in the similar vein, it's a nostalgic movie. It's it's in the similar vein as uh, what's the one I'm looking Stand for? Christmas me? Story. Oh, yes, actually, Roger Ebert referred to this as the summertime version of A Christmas Story. Yeah, see, look at that. Yeah, no, I saw that. I looked it up online. Yeah. I just I just thought it. So I, I'm as good as a critic as Roger Ebert. Yeah, I guess you can say that. I, I should be. I should. I should write movie critics this just in andrew's leaving the show and becoming a critic yeah like yeah. the critic i mean the show john is. lovitz yes acting <laughs> oh, hello a window i uh, don't even know that reference <laughs> it's little nicky oh no i that's another movie i never watched <laughs> he looks in people's windows oh no that, that's the one with the vampire, right? Or the devil? The devil. Oh, the devil. And it's Adam Sandler? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. We should watch that sometime. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen it. I don't know how well it'll hold up, but yeah. Oh, um, no. Problematic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it falls in that same, like, nostalgia type of movie. It's also baseball. So it feels like it hits a lot of things. Um, 
it also has the actor who plays Babe Ruth. Yeah. Is the coach in Angels in the Outfield. Oh, cool. I remember watching that movie in the theaters with my mom. Oh, nice. Angels in the Outfield was uh, accompanied by The Lion King. We watched it as a like a, a matinee. Feature? Yeah, double feature matinee. That's an interesting combination. I know. I really enjoyed it. Mm. it Tony Danza was in that. Yeah, he, he plays the dad, right? I think he was the pitcher. Oh, pitcher, right, yeah. The, no, the dad is at the, only at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Tony Danza wouldn't be only in the beginning of the movie. No, he's like one of the main actors. Yeah. And he's the boss. Nice. No, that's a different No, that's... And of course, Darth Vader is in this movie. Yes. And it's the best. Right. He's also blind. Mm-hmm. But I just... He heard all the noise, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't think to check. You know, like the fence fell down. The dog was like tearing apart all kinds of things. There was an explosion in the treehouse when they blew up three vacuum cleaners totaling, I believe, like 150 bucks. Yeah. Because there were thirty nine ninety five each vacuum. I don't know. How much is that times three? Thirty nine ninety five times three? Yeah. yeah. Like 120 bucks, yeah. $120. Yeah. And they couldn't retrieve the baseball that was worth roughly like... It, it's really weird how it varies in price. From either $2,000 to $24,000 to $399,000. I mean, we also got to remember that's today's money. Like today, that's how much it's worth. In the 60s, it was still not quite as rare, so... That's true, but still, it was like a, a breaking Worth. of trust for him to use the baseball that his stepfather had, you know, in a very sacred spot. Yeah. What's wrong with your glasses? Nothing. Oh, okay, because you keep, like, touching the glasses. A little wire. It's like... They can't see us. Why are you <laughs> You asked why I was doing this. So now they get to hear about how there's a little like oh, rubber band, like rubber band. Oh my glasses! That, it's like, like very distracting. That like doesn't leave you know. your glasses to your own time. <laughs> so as I was saying about the movie which uh-huh. we watched with Darth Vader, yes, and also the redheaded kid who was like so cute. I actually drew a picture of him because I thought he was so adorable. Yes. And the dog Hercules, which thankfully was not injured. No. Despite the fact that I'm pretty sure they used him in all of those scenes. I don't think they CGI'd anything. Well, I mean, they use puppets for like when he's oh, like yeah, the beast. Oh, yeah, of course. But when he's like running across the tables. Yeah, uh, yeah but he's like, he's like trotting. They definitely didn't like have him go full, full sprint. That's good because I heard through the internets. That it was very hot during filming. Yeah. Like in the hundreds. Like, imagine that. And we're having our own heat wave of 90s, but there were 100 degrees. Yeah. If you heard that, that's a child that lives downstairs. Yes. He loves to uh, blow bubbles and just learned how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. Um, 
Like the kid in this movie learns how to play baseball. I know, because he didn't even know what left, a center left field, left center field, whatever that is. Left, left center, center left. Well, I mean, that's, there's left field, center field, and right field, so. Yeah, he said left center field, though. Yeah. So that's confusing. And then he was like, no, that's left field, center. Oh, I guess that was just, but he said left center. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he really did. He actually said that. Oh. So that's why it was confusing for him. Yeah. It would be confusing for anyone. I blame him because that doesn't exist. I know. Idiot. And then he's the only one who actually became like an actual baseball player. Yep. So, they're in 1962, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is like, mm, I'm trying to think. I guess this is when the six. No, is this when the sixties officially began? The the sixties that we remember, or that's glamorized in uh, pop culture. Yeah, sort of. Was uh, uh, Kennedy still alive? Yeah, Kennedy. I think is still kicking at this point. Oh snap! I think Kennedy. I think he died in. Sixty uh, three. Is it sixty three? I thought it was, I thought it was, I always thought it was like mid like sixty four, sixty five, sixty six. Sixty three. So yeah. Kennedy was still alive. Yeah. There was a lot of joy in everybody's lives. Yeah. That pool was very cold. Apparently, it was freezing. That's yeah. the worst thing that happened during that whole time. And they were kind of like this is the hmm the the. Kind of uh, what it, the something of the storm, the center of the storm, yeah, the calm before the storm. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that that was this time. Everybody was still like happy, laughing. Um, just got done um, hiding under their desks for Cold War uh, prep, because you know nothing saves you better than uh, hiding under your desk in case of a nuclear attack. So yeah, they they just finished that. 62 John F Kennedy everybody was like yep this is progress we're going in, we're on the right side of history you know everything and then baseball and they didn't even know about chewing gum i guess cuz they were just doing tobacco they let's see they had a tree house i mean they were able to go outside and their parents would just let them be outside for extended amounts of time without even checking on them even right. after like explosions and like all the noise that they made, and he only got two weeks detention. Yeah, I uh, know you got grounded for one week. And just one week? I thought it was two weeks. Uh, for stealing the baseball? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got one week. Oh my god, that's barely anything. Yeah, he said, "I I really appreciate that you grounded me for one week instead of for my entire life." I guess one he said too. Either way, that's still very little. Mm-hmm. Very, very little for the damage to the three vacuums, destroying the treehouse, almost killing that boy, and destroying the fence of a blind man. Mm-hmm. And, oh, of course, the baseball. Plus, let me see, what else did he, they destroy? Um, trust was broken. Yeah. And all of that just for one week. Tisk, tisk, tisk. They never said what happened to his dad. Or did they? 
Uh, he died at like a really early age. Oh snap. <clears throat> That's sad. Yeah. They already started off sad. That's why they don't. He's like weirded out by Bill a little bit, but it's never contentious. Uh, he's not like you're not my real dad. He's just like oh, person. Yeah, I know. It's just hard to have someone try to replace someone that was there. Yeah. That makes sense. And the mom, she was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and also the Crystal Crystal Skull, the, the latest installment. Wait, are they going to do another Indiana Jones besides yes. that? Oh, my God. Harrison Ford. You got to, like, put yeah, the, the hat Ford. down. Put the fedora down. Put the whip down. You're done. Have a good night with Calista Flockhart. Go to sleep in your bed. Yeah. Your giant bed that's a pile of money. Go crash another plane. What? Did he crash a plane? I think he's crashed a couple. Oh my gosh. And he's still alive? Yeah. Don't like besmirch the holy name of Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Han Solo be his name. Plane. And he flew that Millennium Falcon in like 22 parsecs. So clearly he's good at flying. Harrison Ford was injured in 2015 when after hastily landing his World War II era two-seater plane onto the green of Penmore Golf Course in Southern California. Oh, that's due to the plane. The plane was old. So shortly after chose to uh, reported engine failure and soon after uh, chose to crash land at the golf course. So it was a crash landing like he didn't crash into something. It was a crash landing. Yeah. He landed, and it was really due to the the shoddy craftsmanship of the plane. Yeah. It's not his fault. Not his fault. And I hope that you're okay, Harrison Ford, from that 2016 um, accident. I'm sorry I'm so late in uh, saying that. I did not realize until just now. Right now at 8.40 p.m. That Andrew just told me about that. I had no idea. I knew that he has an earring and that he rides motorcycles. And he's married to Calista Flockhart. Yep. Ally McBeal got married to Han Solo. I mean, if you didn't know that, it's pretty cool to think about that in that way. Exactly the way I said it. Exactly. 2020, he almost got into a crash for not listening to the air control as they were telling him to get off the runway because the plane was, the plane was trying to land, and he didn't. I mean, sometimes you have accidents. It's just two out of a lifetime. There's an entire article, Harrison Ford, the ups and downs of his long flying career. I mean, he's no John Travolta, but... Or, um, well, Sully crashed the plane, too. Yeah. You don't mention that. And killed birds. <laughs> in 2017, Ford escaped sanction after mistakenly landing his plane on a U.S. airport taxiway, narrowly missing an airliner carrying more than 100 people. Oh my gosh, this isn't like a, a witch hunt against Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's just I didn't realize there was so much about it. I mean, sometimes people have accidents. Yeah. And we can't, like, shove it in their faces. Anyway, I don't know. I think I think plane crashes. We we we've remembered two of them for like twenty years now. Yeah, I know. 
but I don't um, something with terrorists so <laughs> it's too soon it's too soon it's never too soon it is too soon um, so the sandlot come on there's two things that I really love in my life is you of course and Harrison Ford yeah oh and Elijah Wood yeah he's so cool Back to the movie yeah. at hand. The Sandlot. Yeah. The Sandlot. It reminded me, when you say it was nostalgic like uh, Christmas Story, it was nostalgic to me like Stand, um, Stand By Me, uh-huh. but not as sad. Yeah. Even though I did almost cry at the end. It's like their prologue, no, epilogue was way better than the epilogue of Stand By Me. At least like, they, it was kind of like jokingly said that one of them disappeared. Mm-hmm. Although now it's like really ominous. I th- see. I don't think aliens. It's a, I don't think it's very ominous when you realize that 1962. It probably just meant he moved. Could have moved away. It's possible because there wasn't like Facebook. Or there maybe wasn't the internet. He, he like, went to um, college. Oh wait, no, 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 no. No, I bet you he was drafted and he moved to Canada. Yeah, that's possible too. That's my theory, and I think it's fact. There you and go. Um, yeah, argue, yeah, argue mean, that. Yeah, argue well. me. You try to argue me. Change my mind. Change like my mind. Mean? Yep, change my mind. He was drafted, and to avoid the draft, he moved to Canada. Uh, I believe that he went to a gas station after getting addicted to drugs. He had to rob and steal, and then he was trying to rob a gas station, and he stabbed a guy in the neck. Oh, nope, not, nope. And that's the crossover with Stand By Me. All right. You brought it back. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Two epilogues are now connected. Oh, uh, and that, like, that sadness, right? Yeah. And, and like, the friend who, who was stabbed in a, a, like, a convenience store, like, um, stick em up thing. Yeah, something Sad. like that. Sad. I haven't watched Stand By Me. What? I haven't watched Stand By Me. Then we should watch that too. Yeah, because that's... but that's Corey the, Feldman? The, but that's the part I remember is that he got stabbed in the neck of the... Aww. <laughs> or not, not on screen. They say that guy did get stabbed by the neck. And then like Richard Dreyfuss is in it. He's a narrator. Okay. Ugh, sickening. We'll watch it though. Okay. Anyway, this one was more uplifting. Yes. It was like way more uplifting. And they also have like a... A scene similar to the throw-up scene, but in a pie-eating contest. Ah. In uh, Stand By Me. Gotcha. It was based on a uh, novella by Stephen King, The Body. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk all about that in that episode. Yeah, of course we will. I will continue to talk about Stephen King and all of his things and his mane and his craziness and his weird, creepy ways. When did Beethoven come out? I, I think mid-90s. Um, this director also directed uh, Beethoven's third and Beethoven's fourth. So he was just like, I miss big dogs. I'm gonna... Yeah, he really loves big dogs. Because hmm. he worked with, obviously, this dog. And then I think he worked on the sequel, possibly. And they had a dog. And Beethoven movies, and they had a dog. Hmm. So he had a really, like, a love of dogs, but... Who doesn't? Who doesn't love dogs? Yeah. 
I like dogs when I interact with dogs, so I don't seek dogs out. Ah, I see. You're a cat person. Yes. They, they only come around when you, they need something and exactly. they ignore you otherwise. It's a Just good, like you like it. It's a good amount of interaction for me. I love that too. <laughs> so, our last thoughts on the Sandlot. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it this much. I thought it was going to have a lot of problematic things. Being from mid-90s and... Uh, representing 1962 i also thought that it was going to be the jokes were going to be dated and not funny but it was actually pretty timeless Uh, the the acting of course i just feel like maybe the kids didn't really understand the uh gravity of the situations the the screaming they were good at the screaming but their faces did not reflect the screams yeah it did. It, it looked like they were having a fun time. Yeah. And then they like dubbed the screams from other people who were actually terrified. Yeah. Over their faces, is if you watch it again, they they just looked like, oh no, something fell down. When really it's like, oh crap, there's a giant beast going to attack us. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I would say is that. Their terrified faces weren't terrified enough. Right. Oh, dear. That's right. I go the extra mile, and I'm very detail-oriented when discussing actors' appearances in movies. Mm -hmm. But they were young, so um, I don't think I remember them being in any other movies. Or you don't know offhand. Oh, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, The Big Green. Um, oh yes, that kid was in the big green, the the red haired boy. I'll call him Big Red. Yeah, he played the uh, goalie. Yep, that is correct. That's another movie I actually enjoy. I remember enjoying that. The Big Green. And that movie deals with illegal immigration. What? Awesome! I gotta watch that. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, we got that. We got Stand by Me. We got Yay! So many other movies, but we can't tell you because then there would be spoiling. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's it. So let's give you a clue for the next week. I mean, do we even know what we're doing next week? Yes. Okay. We do. Did we... Are we settled on that? Well, um... We were never... Um... Going to... give you up. Never gonna give you up. Rick Astley. (laughs) Rick rolled. Yeah, it's just... It's, um... It's never going to stop. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a story that we're talking about, and we're never going to stop this story. Yeah. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Stop me when you remember. Do you, I do, remember. Do you, do you, are you picking up when I'm thrown down? Yes. Okay, so... I'm if, feeling lucky. Yes. And a song that will live in our hearts. Yes. Forever and ever because of Susie. Susie Pooh. And cute little Dustin. Oh, yes. Yep, that's a, you know, a reference to another show from the 80s that took place during the uh, release of this movie. And, hey, who knows? If you can figure it out, you get a prize. It's a sticker made by me. Nice. Yay. So, we'll, uh, actually, we won't see you. 
But you'll hear from us next time. Bye. Bye. I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening.